Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 74 of my 90 day money challenge where I'm questioning all of my beliefs about money and today's belief is that the universe won't provide for me. Now this one comes up whenever I'm in a moment of feeling really alone or really struggling with whatever it is that I'm facing in my business or in my life, the universe won't provide for me. And I wanted to question this because I had some memories of being probably about 10 years old and I think, you know, I wanted to watch the Mighty Ducks movie or something like that and my mom wouldn't let me and my two sisters were watching it and I felt so alone in that moment and so like I wanted to watch this movie and I couldn't and the universe won't provide for me. And I saw that at those ages, when we're really young, our parents are the universe. And the younger you get, the more your parents are all of existence and the universe. And so I wanted to go in and take a look and see if it's really true that the universe won't provide for me. So let's do the work on this belief, right? The universe won't provide for me. Is it true? Well, as I looked at that, I saw how hard I've had to work to get to where I am now. I see how I've believed that I have to do it all myself without support, that I'm alone and I need to be the lone ranger and power through and push through and you know conquer the, the demons and, and that if I finally prove myself, then... I'll get the, I'll, I'll finally receive the validation, the appreciation, the support that I deserve, something like that, that I, you know, that's been going on for a long time in my history. But at the same time, when I question this thought, is it true that the universe won't provide for me? I was flooded by images of things that are I've received unexpectedly or connections that have just come and somehow have really benefited me. And I saw that, well, the universe really has provided for me, both in really unexpected ways, in terms of people and things and money, and also in expected ways where I know what I'm getting into or I know what I'm receiving or I've made a direct ask. So what I saw is that it's not true that the universe won't provide for me. The universe has provided for me, and it continues to provide for me. But let's go in and look at every seed of doubt. Look at every, every part that believes that it's true that the universe won't provide for me. All right. So we're looking at the question number three of the work of Byron Katie, which is how do you react when you believe that thought? So first is that I feel angry. I feel angry at the universe because I'm alone and it's it's a dark, cold, harsh, cruel universe 
and and I'm you know fighting alone and my body kind of scrunches up and I get into my fighting posture even if it's just a subtle tenseness when I'm believing the universe won't provide for me I got the dukes up and I'm ready to take on whatever's coming and underneath that I'm afraid I'm afraid of not knowing what's going to happen. I'm afraid of not being able to handle the unknown. And I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of not being supported. And and I'm believing that reality is unkind, that the universe is just an unkind place. And when that happens, I feel overwhelmed by the obstacles and I see everything as a problem that I have to fix and everything gets added to my list of ginormous obstacles that seem to keep coming at a faster rate than I can fix them and solve them. And it reminded me of that uh, kind of saying that if you are a hammer, you see everything as a nail. That if I see the universe as a place that doesn't support me, then I see everything as a, a problem that I have to solve by myself. And, and with that, everything is hard, and therefore I must struggle. And what comes out of that whole way of life, that whole belief system, that whole religion, is that I get into this mode where I tie in the good things require struggle. And so now I'm actually looking for struggle because I expect it, because it seems like it's just the way it is. And because I'm struggling so much, I need to somehow make good out of it. And so I make it that the harder it is, the better it is. And I've spent a lot of my life pressing and struggling and striving and trying to prove myself because I believed that the most worthy thing to do is to, is the hardest thing to do. So when I looked at the past, I've believed I was really stupid for a long time. And, and it started back with languages. My sister was really good at languages. And, um, and I always felt like I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite get it the same way she did. And then I, I had my uncles were both engineers. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go in and like, you know, try to get into this math and physics and engineering and science world because I do like science. And I pushed myself and pushed myself. And then I ended up in uh, classes and in, you know, a major surrounded by people who really loved it and really understood it in a fluid way, in a non-struggling way. And I just hated it. Because I was there feeling so stupid compared to these people who seem to have a natural aptitude for it. And so I thought, well, I have to work harder. I have to prove myself. And by golly, I did. I don't know how I did it, but I ended up majoring in computer science, minoring in physics. It took me three times applying to the computer science department at UW. University of Washington in Seattle here uh, to actually get in because it's a very competitive program. But it just kind of shows me that, you know what, it wasn't really in flow with the universe, uh, that maybe 
there was something else that I would have more naturally been gifted at. And when I've, I've gone back recently in therapy sessions and looked at this and saw that, you know, things that I really light up about are ideas, philosophies, uh, relationship work, therapy, psycho, psycho, psychology, and uh, the way that we relate to ourselves, spirituality and religion and you know, all of these kinds of topics I feel like I am really smart in and I do have tons to offer in. And in the entrepreneur world, you know, it's, it's like the idea realm and, uh, and, and the how people think realm. That stuff is really interesting to me and it's something that comes much more naturally uh, than math. And yet I pushed myself in those fields so hard and so I ended up feeling really stupid and ended up feeling really alone. Literally, I remember looking around one day in my physics class and all of my friends had dropped out except for me and it was getting harder and harder and harder. And I, I thought, you know what? I am going to be the one to stick through. I will prevail as the, the lone warrior. And it's got this kind of strange, twisted, romantic sense to it of being the survivalist being the one who could survive any situation. And I've always held that in myself. And you know what? It's true. And I appreciate that I really can survive in any situation. I'm incredibly adaptable. I learn the language wherever I go. People start to talk to me in the language wherever I go. That's great. And I don't think I really need to fight, to struggle, to survive I don't think that's a thing that I need to do in my life anymore. And so, when, but when I am believing that the universe won't provide for me, I see the future of struggling. I see the future of being stressed, being unhappy, being in this continual battle, this dark battle. So let's now... See what happens without all of that. Without the glorified survival lone ranger, without the fear of struggling, without the, the loneliness, the whole story that the universe won't provide for me, who would I be free of that? So I started by looking right at obstacles that I've faced. And what I saw is that without the story that the universe won't provide for me and that I have to take it up myself, I saw that, okay, what I would start by doing is looking for support. That I would actually have the thought, hmm, where can I get support? Who can I get support from? What situations can I uh, use and leverage here because there's this obstacle and I need some way of resolving this or solving it or whatever it is. And my first thought, instead of thinking, okay, here we go, I need to get in there and just push on it until it breaks, that I would think, hmm, you know, who can I reach out to who may have encountered this before? Or what, what other kind of support do I need? Is it emotional support? Is it you know, strategic support? Is it physical support? What do I need here? And I would see that there's so much available to me. There's so many people, so many things. There's so much money, so much, uh, so much even spiritual uh, space open. You know, I've been practicing meditation for about 10 years now, and there's a lot 
a lot of um, inner space available, an inner place for me to go to contemplate and to find resource. And there's so many practices that I've learned that I can go to. I, I have an enormous tool belt. So with all of those things, I can see that, that I might be able to go about my life in a completely different way where I'm, I'm going right into support. I'm, I'm leaning in to the universe. And as I looked at that, I saw that even if I see something as an obstacle, it can also be a creativity engine, which is just one way to look at obstacles. For example, in a dance form that I do called contact improvisation, often in uh, workshops and in, in the practice of it, you find that when you limit yourself, for example, uh, you can only you know, move the left half of your body would be an example of an experiment to dive into. All of a sudden, you become very creative in all of the ways that you can only move the left side of your body. Whereas when you're totally in the realm of, well, just go figure it out, it's very hard to be creative. It's like somebody saying, okay, and be creative, go. All of a sudden, usually people will just go blank or they just feel stupid because they have no, they have nothing to rub up against to push their creativity, to inspire their creativity. And obstacles are creativity inspirations. They're creativity engines. They give us limitation to then start to move around uh, with, to move, to interact with. So that's how I would see obstacles free of the belief that the universe won't provide for me. I would say I would see that the universe will provide for me and that now I get to find out how. All right, and then I would also see just so many things that I've received, material things from shelter and food to just wants and desires and gadgets and furniture and you know a bed and you know all of the things that I'm surrounded by to people to <clears throat> Uh, to experiences, uh, adventures, uh, baths, um, you know, experiences both energizing and restoring, and to practices that I've learned, right? All of, all of the things that I've encountered in my life. The universe has given me all of these things. It's even given me the body to experience them with, the mind to experience even my body with, and there's just so much gratitude for that the universe has provided me everything. Everything. It provided me life. Somehow, somehow, here I am. It's absolutely incredible. I don't even know how I got here. I can, you know, trace it back. I can, you know, look at you know, pictures. But when it comes down to it in this moment right now, here I am, seemingly magically. And when I actually sat down, I started looking around the room. When I was going into this number four, looking at the universe, free of the belief that the universe won't provide for me, I just started looking around, and I saw in the room, so it's, it's the holiday time right now, and, <clears throat> and uh, we have a, a shrine 
with a very, very tiny Christmas tree on it and lots of other sort of spiritual symbols from our own traditions. And that Christmas tree is jam-packed with so many ornaments you can't even see the tree. And it's, you know, about uh, a foot and a half tall. And underneath this Christmas tree are tons of presents that me and my housemates have all acquired for each other. For some reason, we felt this burst of generosity and just wanted to gift things and, you know, have it be a, a very materialistic Christmas uh, where we're just reveling in luxury with each other. And I just saw that they've been so generous just in that one little moment, let alone the generosity that is getting to experience these loving people in my life all, every day. So just so much to be grateful for, so much that it's hard to conceive of. It's hard to open my mind and my system to to experience the level of gratitude that I have for everything that I've received, every step of the way of my life. My entire life is something to be grateful for. Okay, so let's take a look at the turnarounds here. The universe won't provide for me. Right, I found a, a, an opposite turnaround here. I won't provide for the universe. Let's take a look at how this is true. So first, when I'm believing that the universe won't provide for me, I become stingy and stop giving because I think, you know what? The universe doesn't care about me and so I don't care about the universe. So then it's actually that I stop providing for the universe when I'm believing the universe won't provide for me. And then I become resentful and I stop being quite as generous and friendly. And so even in a, in a non-material way, even in an interpersonal way, I become kind of uh, held in and I'm not providing for other people emotional support because I'm you know, stuck in this belief, well, I'm not getting what I deserve, so screw you. And another example of how it's more true that when I'm believing the universe won't provide for me that I'm not providing for the universe is that I, I'm believing that I'm owed. And so I just wait instead of acting and showing up and, and leading the charge of generosity and providing for, I'm just sitting there waiting, arms crossed. It's like, uh, like Gay Hendricks talks about it, like, uh, like yelling at uh, carrot seeds to grow when you could be watering them the whole time. And so that's how I'm not providing for the universe. Now let's take another turnaround here. The universe won't provide for me turns around into I won't provide for me. So how might this be true? Well, when I'm stuck in the endless dark struggle, I'm not really able to provide for myself in lots of ways. Like sometimes when I push myself to burnout point, I'm really not providing for myself physically. And other times when I'm not reaching out for easy support, I'm not providing for myself financially or strategically. And I'm just making life really difficult. And when I'm feeling alone, I'm not taking the opportunities that the universe is giving me. And also when I'm burned out, I just don't have the bandwidth to take those opportunities because I'm just spending all this time struggling. So it is so important I'm seeing to actually use the support that the universe has given me because without it, 
I end up in this really dark, tight, closed place. Right? Another example of how I won't provide for me is that I haven't had the generous modeling that I'm seeing is what I really want. And so I've been stingy with myself. I mean, that's been part of why I'm on this journey in the first place of questioning every belief about money is that I've seen that I feel guilty about anything that I buy. And so then I I just don't buy things and I don't care for myself. And also, it's not just about money exchanging and, and buying things, but like just offering emotional support to myself, offering rest time, right? And all of these things that I need, I'm not providing for me. And then finally, let's take a look at the this last turnaround. The universe won't provide for me turns around into the universe will provide for me. So how might this be true? Well, I get brilliant new ideas every day. Truly every day I have new ideas, new business ideas, new play ideas. New stuff comes to me every day. It's it's very rare that there's a day where I don't have a new realization or breakthrough about life. And I remember that started back in college where I really started to see that, wow, there is like some powerful new lesson in every day of this of this journey through this planet. And that's an incredible thing. The universe is providing for me the insight to create a really marvelous life. And that's what I've been doing. Another thing the universe will provide for me, well, when I actually open and allow and believe that the universe will provide for me, I start to see the opportunities that it's giving me. I start to see that all of these things that I'm receiving are opportunities. Another example of how the universe will provide for me, I mean, I've already talked about it. The universe has literally provided every single thing in my world from the moment of existence uh, as a sperm all the way into the egg to the creation of what I know myself as now. All of that has been given to me free of charge. The universe will provide for me. And then finally, no matter what I believe, even if I believe the universe won't provide for me, the universe has provided me with beliefs. It's provided me with the ability to even conceive of a universe that doesn't provide for me. It's it's given me the ability to imagine that, which is already a generous providing. So it's, it's just inconceivable that there's a universe that or it, it is simply not true that the universe doesn't provide for me, right? Because it even provides my imagination that the universe doesn't provide for me. <sighs> yeah, that's a mind, a mind melder, a mind melter. Oh, so yeah, I actually kind of want to invite you to breathe with me, kind of breathe into this enormity of providing that the universe is doing just to open up the floodgates for some gratitude some real genuine gratitude right it's not a pollyanna kind of gratitude but just seeing that wow this world is truly abundant around me right it's only when i use the abundance of my 
my imagination that I start comparing myself with other people or feeling really bad because I see images in my mind of myself being miserable. It's all of that, that abundant thinking that gets me into feeling not abundant. <sighs> all right, good work. Keep it up. Send me your insights. I love hearing everything that you're experiencing. It's been so fun to have so many of you on this journey. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.